Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey everybody, welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. And I'm Dori Shafrir. And we are not experts. We're not. We're two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. Now, you know what, Dori, am I allowed to share what you just said before we started recording? Go ahead, Kate. So if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you may be familiar with our conversation about free mugging, which is truly what it sounds like. You just people who walk around with a big regular old ceramic mug. Maybe you drive in the car with one of them. That's what I do. Dory just knocked something around on her desk right as we were about to start this recording. And I just hear her mutter under her breath, this is why I don't free mug. <laughs> you weren't even saying it to me. It was like, I mean, I was. You were, <laughs> I was. I was. Because you have a mug of coffee right now at your desk. I do. I do. And I like jostled it and a tiny little bit splashed on my keyboard and everything is fine. But I was like, oh, yeah, this is why I don't do this. I can't be trusted. No, you know what? You are you are right. And actually, I do think one of the most precarious locations to free mug, which I do do, but I try to be conscious of it, is near a computer. Because oh, yes. liquid, totally. you would think with the advances that have been made in technology, they would have figured out how to make it so that a drop of water on a keyboard doesn't destroy an entire laptop. Literally, AI... They can like they can create your human likeness in AI, but they can't figure that out. I mean, I I don't know. I don't get it. Don't you think it's like kind of done on purpose? Am I a conspiracy theorist about well, this? Maybe. I mean, Apple Care used to not cover liquids. Oh, don't I know it? <laughs> because I have destroyed a computer with a um, with a water bottle in a bag. But now they now now they do cover liquids, as far as <sighs> I know. So wow, um, I believe that that changed. But still, you don't want <sighs> it to happen to your computer. <laughs> no, it is the absolute worst. And this yeah. is you know I am someone who has like gone to pee and had her phone in her butt pocket and had the phone fall oh, in the toilet. Fall out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Been there. Uh, and then you're like searching for rice to put your phone in and then your phone is dead. It's the water is truly a whole thing. Water is a whole thing. Yeah. It's a whole thing. So I respect you. I respect your desire not to have a mug at your desk. And I, I heard that mutter and I it really made me <laughs> chuckle. Uh Kate. Yes. How's it, how's it going over there? Well, you know, my birthday has passed. And I made a big to-do on this podcast about like, I'm going to figure out something to do for my birthday. And then I did absolutely nothing. And that felt like the right choice. That felt like the right choice. I love that. I kind of came to a realization about myself that I'm still working through. And I, because I've been doing, I've been doing a lot of little like self-reflection this mm -hmm. year. And something dawned on me. And I shared this with my therapist this week, which is I have, I, I think I've used the term extroverted introvert or introverted extrovert to describe myself. And I mm -hmm. actually think that's not what I am. I think what I am 
is an extroverted empath mm. or empathic person. Okay. Dory, I don't know. I think I'm just, I just have been doing a lot of thinking about myself and like, what am I and why am I this way and what do I need? So just went out to dinner with my husband for my birthday. That was it. Nice. That was great. That was perfect. What you needed. It was what I needed. And also, as I kind of have been doing a lot of like work on, um, I don't know, some things in my life, I've decided that I might be into vinyl. I hear you laughing. I'm and not, I know it's a laughter of love. I know it's a laughter is, of love. It is totally. It is. It is. I know. I know. Because I appreciate your enthusiasms. I will just tell you this. I was at my friend's house having a very hard couple of days recently. And we did a lot of like sitting around and talking while records played. And I was like, this is this is really nice. I've never I've always thought records were stupid and really? pointless. Yeah, I have never I've always been like why would the why would we need a record player? Why would anyone buy records? Like it feels a little like okay, I get it. You love vinyl. Yeah, I was a little judgy, <laughs> a little eye-rolly. Oh and then God. I had this like completely soothing, relaxing experience. I loved the like choosing of the music and just the like intentionality that went into it. Mm. And so I asked Anthony to get me a record player for my birthday, which he did. And he also bought me some albums, which is really amazing. And he, he brought me some really great ones. I was really pleased. And uh, I, I just have been listening to records and, and it's felt really nice. I love this. Kind of as part of like a larger practice in... I don't know, just like reflecting on a lot of the ways in which I I have come to expect immediate gratification mm. and the ways in which that doesn't serve me. I've been doing a lot of thinking about this. So I am I am exploring what it's like being a record player person. If anyone has any like albums that I must get on vinyl, I mean this feels very like subjective because we all have different tastes in music, yeah. but I'm open. I'm open to suggestions. Well, welcome to this new phase of your life. Do you have a record player? Yeah, we have a record player. This feels very much mid-40s moment for me. Yeah, I mean, records are great. We had a record player growing up. I always enjoyed listening to records. Um, I had a small record collection in college and beyond. I haven't like so actively listened to records in a while, though, but I, I enjoy records. See, I had a record player when I was a kid. I can remember the, one of the first records I remember owning was Thriller by Michael Jackson. You'd open it up and he was like posing with a leopard. I don't know if you if this is part of your childhood, but the, the like opening of the album is like a visceral feeling that I could still remember. I had that in a Sesame Street record. That's all I remember. And then I had tapes and CDs and I have not come back to the record player. Mm -hmm. And Anthony is also not, he has not been a record person until he got me this record player. And now he's into the records. Oftentimes yeah. I've walked in and he's like just bopping out to some Joni Mitchell on a record. And he bought himself a jazz record. I love that. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, look, so, embrace it. I am. I'm loving it. Listen, I'm going lo-fi. That's my theme for the year. I'm turning inward. I'm putting on records, turning off Spotify. What are you doing over there? How are you feeling? You have been sick and that is no fun. Yeah. So I got sort of like comically sick on vacation. Like I'm fine. <laughs> you went to... Dory, wait. Tell the people how many times you went to urgent care whilst visiting your family in on the East Coast. I went twice. Also, I went That's twice in the span of three days. Like I went on a Monday and then I went back on Wednesday for that's a two, lot of urgent care for two totally different ailments. <laughs> yes, like completely thing. disconnected like was, from each other. <laughs> it was just like, what is happening? Is my body just breaking down? So I'm sure everyone remembers my whole saga with my toe last last year, two years ago, whenever that was. 
And oh my God, it was like two years ago. And when I was in Boston, I started feeling like a, a, a pressure, kind of pressure on my toe. And it was like looking sort of red beneath the nail and like not underneath the nail, but like on my toe joint or whatever it is. And I was like, oh no, I think this is happening again. And because I went through the whole experience last time where I like did, I went on antibiotics and I had like a whole thing. I was like, I need to, I can't just like hope this goes away. Like this is, (laughs) this is like an actual thing. So we went to, I went, I went to an urgent care, had a very nice doctor who was like, yes, this is an actual thing. You have a bacterial infection on your toe. (laughs) I am prescribing you like a combination antibiotic. Like, I think the concern, and he was like, I'm not really concerned. Like, I don't really think this is going to happen. But like, the concern is you get, you know, you don't want to get like staff. <laughs> yeah, you don't. That would really so, be bad. Yeah. So it's like, you kind of want to like head that off. Um, And he told me to soak it twice, like one, one to two times a day to sort of like get things loose, open it up. And then he was like, and come back on Thursday or Friday if it hasn't gotten better. And he was like, you'll know if it hasn't gotten better. It will like get bigger. Gross. Um, And I was like, well, I'm flying home on Thursday. And he said, okay, well, then Wednesday afternoon, like, just see how it's doing. We might need to lance it. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) And I was like, okay, well, good to know. Um, but come Wednesday, it did look like it was getting better, but I developed another, (laughs) another ailment, which was my ear was killing me. Oh, Dory. I was having like shooting pains in my ear, my right ear. And I had the adult ear infection. I was like, what the fuck? Like, do I have an ear infection? I also felt like I was getting a cold. So there was a minute where I was like, is this connected to the cold? Maybe it was. But I went back to the urgent care. And when I checked in, the woman was like, wait, you were just here. Like she, you know, looked me up on the computer. And I was like, I was for something else. (laughs) Today I have an ear infection. And she said, oh, we've had a lot of ear infections today. And fall. Just in that day. She said ear infections and falls. Now, the falls is not that surprising because I went to an urgent care in a part of Boston that I think has, you know, it was like a a suburb that has a lot of older people. And in fact, in the waiting room at that second, at that second time I went, I was the youngest in the waiting room by like at least 20 years. And I'm 46. Oh, goodness. So like people were old. Um, anyway, so I go in. The nurse looks at my ear and she's like, I think you have an outer ear infection. And then the doctor had to come in and like confirm. And he's like, "Mm, it looks a little red, but I don't think you have an ear infection. But I can give you a prescription for antibiotics that you can like keep in your back pocket. I was like, well, I'm flying tomorrow. So I think I'm just going to fill it. He's like, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. And then I'm like, really? You don't think I have an ear infection? He's like, no. But, you know, if like, he was basically like, if you're still in pain tomorrow, start taking the antibiotics. I was like, okay. And it was eardrops. And then the nurse came back in and I I got this vibe from her that she couldn't say, like, I think the doctor is wrong. You actually have an ear infection. But the way she was like, you might as well just start taking the antibiotics today (laughs) made Mm -hmm. me think she thought the doctor was full of shit and (laughs) that I did have an ear infection. So. I did start on the antibiotics. And then I also was getting a cold. I don't know, Kate. It was And a then blue. you got a fever. And then I had a fever. <laughs> like I got home and I had a, a like we flew back and I had a fever. Not a high fever, but I had like a hundred point two. And I was just like, I feel like trash. <laughs> Like, yeah, I feel you just like felt trash. like shit, huh? I just felt like shit. Mm. And it didn't help that the morning after we got back, Henry woke up at 3.10 in the morning. It doesn't help. 
And even though I did not wake up at 310 in the morning, he came in and woke me up at like 445 or something, which is still quite early, especially considering I was sick. So it was like, I'm tired. I have a cold. I have an ear infection. My toe is (laughs) infected. I don't know, Kate. And you know, and you know, I don't know if I talked about this in the podcast, but I had the flu a few weeks ago that really knocked me in my ass for like a week and a half, two weeks. And it was just like, my body was just like, I yeah, couldn't quite come back from it. And I, I empathize. I wonder too, like, I mean, I think summer is a notorious time to get these kind of like cold flu things. Totally. And obviously there's so many reasons why stuff, stuff is going around. People are now masking less. We're all getting infections that maybe were put off for the last couple of years plus Mm -hmm. COVID obviously still around but it really it really like does a number on you and I think there's a mental component to being sick too like there is I get really depressed whenever I'm very sick Uh, and I'm like I'm not saying anything groundbreaking but like you know in addition to physically feeling really wiped out there's just kind of the mental part that goes along with it and it sucks totally and also my ear didn't really stop hurting till like friday afternoon friday i don't know i came home and my ear was still killing me and then i feel like it kind of eased up um the next day but i was like could my ear just stop hurting? It was those like shooting pains. You know what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, that's miserable. I do. I had an ear infection this year also. Yeah, it's I so, remember. It's so weird. So who knows? Who knows? Now Matt has a cold. It's sure. the season of a summer cold. It's the season of a summer cold. It's the travel. It's the lack of sleep. It's blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I do feel like I've turned the corner. I'm on the mend. And, uh, yeah. Do you think this was was what Lana Del Rey was singing about in her song Summertime Sadness? Talking Mm. about colds, summer colds? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe she was. Lana gets it. She gets it. She gets, literally, she gets it. She gets colds in the summer. Totally. Um, Kate, let's take a little break. Um, But before we take a break, I do just want to remind everyone that we are on Patreon at patreon.com slash forever 35 if you don't want to listen to the ads, if you're like sick of fast forwarding through ads, I I got you. At the $10 tier, you can get ad-free episodes. These go up on Patreon without ads and you can connect it to your podcast player and they go right into your podcast player. No Boop. ads, baby. No ads. No ads. So, what a life. What a life. And then at the $5 level, you get everything, like all the content that we produce. Season one, which is our TV rewatch podcast of We're Doing the OC, which has been so fun. It's been really fun. I am having like, I feel like an entire world has just recently opened up to me in terms of this show. Just Well, I, yeah, you probably understand literally. like a cultural context in a different way. Yeah, and you know what? It's like kind of weirdly nice, but also like weirdly not nice to revisit 2003. Totally. You're like, this is fun. I'm glad I don't still live in this year. Yeah, well, because like every time you're like, and that wasn't that long ago. Like one of the characters says something where you're like, oh, oh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <You>. oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Some things have changed for the better exactly. since this time. Um, and then we're also doing basically mini episodes over there as well, where we're only taking questions from our Patreon supporters. And oh, also at the $10 level, you get your name read on the podcast each month. And we will be reading some names at the end of this episode. I can't wait. Um, can't wait. So you can get all of that at patreon.com slash forever35. Our website is still going, forever35podcast.com. We have links to everything we mentioned on the show over there. We're on Instagram at forever35podcast. Our newsletter is at forever35podcast.com slash newsletter. And of course, you can call or text us at 781-591-0390 and email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. And when we come back, we are going to be talking about our summer picks for some books, movies, music, TV, all the all the things. I can't wait, Dory, because I have some thoughts on things. All right. 
We'll be right back. I like to care for my skin, duh. And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's also something that I do love to kind of like get into the research on. You do have a curious mind. Look, I have a curious mind. I can't help it. You do. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, has made that easy because they do their own fantastic research for their products. In fact, their products are scientifically validated to improve your skin's health while targeting the root cause of aging. The secret is OneSkin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. And they've got several studies to back it up. They also have an amazing new sunscreen. Ooh, our favorite. Our fave. It's the OS1 Shield Protect and Repair SPF 30 Plus. It's got the peptide. It's a mineral sunscreen. It's got antioxidants. It comes in tinted and untinted. I mean, like, what can't this thing do? I'm just saying. I love it. It's so easy to use. And I love that it's just like, and it feels so nice going on. But don't take my word. Don't take my word for it. OneSkin has over 4,000 five-star reviews and was recently recognized by Fast Company as one of the most innovative brands of 2024. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code forever at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support your show and tell them we sent you. I am the first to admit that gift giving is not easy for everyone. It's taken me a long time to become like a halfway decent gift giver. But what I have learned is that the best way to win the gift giving game is to gift memories. Ooh. And you know how you do that, Kate? I'm I'm ready. I'm listening. The Aura digital Mm -hmm. frame Mm -hmm. preloaded with decades of family photos. We when have gifted you, this to yes. many people. And when you gift this, your family will love looking back on childhood memories and seeing what you're up to today. Even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating the frame with new photos. So it's really the gift that keeps on giving. It's super easy to set up. It takes literally two minutes. You download the app. You set up the Wi-Fi. Boom. Boom. You're good to go. Yep. We have given this to my parents. We've given mm-hmm. this to Matt's parents. Mm-hmm. Same, same. It's so easy because you can add photos from the app like anytime you want. And also like my brother has the app so he can add photos from his family. My sister has the app so she can add photos. My parents also have it. So they also add their own photos. That is one of the coolest parts I think of the Aura Frame is that everybody can contribute. Yes. I love that about uh, we have two aura frames in our house i have Ooh. one in my office and yeah and one in our family room and do my they kids have, love it do they have the same pictures on them no they have different pictures <gasps> Ooh, mm-hmm. oh that's interesting maybe i should get one from my office I'm looking at a picture of my in, children right now right interesting mm-hmm. hmm. putting that away for later store that Yes. Uh, The Aura app lets you share photos more securely than with email, which is what many other digital frames require. And also then you're not taking up your email storage. So win-win. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Forever 35 listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code FOREVER35 at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin, is that like what it needs now in my 40s is not what I needed in my 30s. Totally. Definitely not what I needed in my 20s. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs. It's hard. It's hard to know. Especially when there's just like so many products out there. The overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want, what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. 
Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe. I love it. They will pair you with a board-certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation. You upload photos. And like within a few weeks, I had done the consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing. And that is how I became a Tretinoin gal. I love the Tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code is only available to Forever 35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click get started. And then use our code forever35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. Now, look, both Dory and I love are quince items. You might even call us quince heads. You might. I would say you should. In fact, if you don't address us as such, (laughs) we might get upset. Uh, In all seriousness, I have a variety of clothing from quince, everything from a beautiful cashmere sweater to a very simple, easy white tee, to this gorgeous pink summer dress. Mm. You can really like get your whole wardrobe with filled with quality pieces at really reasonable prices. You can get organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops. They even have timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, which I want. Just going to announce mm-hmm. that here. I'm coming for that okay. jewelry. You're putting it out there. I'm putting it out there. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle people and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which we love. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Okay. We are back. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. I am in a self-help book moment. That's what is going on for me with books this summer. So maybe we can break down kind of where we are in terms of our pop culture consumption for the summer. Like what are our things? What are the things we want to be consuming? Mm -hmm. What are we interested in? I mean, look, are we all going to see Barbie? Yes. It's like all I, mean, I think about. I, I'm planning on seeing it in the theater. A hundred P. But let, why don't we start with books? Because I basically am in this like bizarro self-help book spiral. Not self-help book, but kind of like nonfiction, like how to kind of change your life book spiral. which I'm enjoying immensely, Mm -hmm. but I'm also reading some fiction that is intriguing. Okay. I'm listening. Okay. So I loved, 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 loved Rachel Cargill's book. If you haven't listened to our episode with Rachel that aired a couple of weeks ago, I, I cannot recommend it enough. Her new book is called A Renaissance of Our Own, A Memoir and Manifesto on Reimagining. I just freaking loved it. And 
her book led me to Marley Grace's book, How to Not Always Be Working. Mm. And I just finished that and I listened to that on audiobook via the library, but I also adored this book. Marley Grace is a dancer and a writer and a crafter who I was not familiar with their work, um, but I found them to be like extremely insightful. Also, at the time of the writing of this book, I believe they were 29 years old. So I was like, wow, "Wow, Marley, you contain a lot of wisdom for a person in their 20s. And I am a person in my 40s learning from you. Mm. Um, But it's just a really thoughtful book about like creativity and boundaries and rest and ritual and like it's very it's very realistic like they talk a lot about like breaking their own cell phone addiction or or focusing on that i don't think breaking is an accurate term but like noting and noticing and things they've done to kind of mitigate their cell phone usage which is and social media usage which is like a very big ongoing thing that i am examining in my own life and i just i just thought this was such a delightful book um and it was just a beautiful kind of read after rachel's book which again i loved when i went away when i went on vacation i took facebook and twitter off my phone yeah you did and i didn't check them and it felt good huh and it felt really good and what was so funny is Facebook starts to get really thirsty mm-hmm. when you stop logging in. So I suddenly started every day getting like multiple emails from Facebook being like, your friend John Smith posted blah, blah, blah. And like, like basically trying to like entice me to come and look at Facebook. Seriously. Are you serious? Yes. It was Yuck. wild. Like I was like, "Oh my god, Facebook, calm down!" <laughs> like just like, like it was, it was, it was fascinating. It was Duolingo just does that too. It'll be like, "We miss you. Why are you abandoning yes. us?" Yeah, and it's like it was like trying to to get me to. I'm trying to find some of these. Oh yeah, like it'll be like so and so posted an update. So and so commented on this other person's post you haven't seen. So and so like recently posted a new photo. Like I was getting so and so shared a link. Like uh, okay, <laughs> but it was so funny because I don't normally get these emails from Facebook because I'm on Facebook a lot, and now wow. I wasn't on it, and they were mm-hmm. like, "What's going on?" <laughs> Yeah. And it's, it's, look, like I see the value in social media, but I also, these are things that are meant to, like, we are, the intention is for us to spend our time on them. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to suck us back in. Yeah. I just thought that was so interesting. Like, it was so obvious what was happening. Ugh. Um, and, you know, I haven't put Facebook and Twitter back on my phone. I'm checking it now on my computer but i don't have it on my phone and like i think i might stick that it is funny though like i have a couple of groups sorry and then we can get back to you i just wanted no, to take it this. this is a conversation this is a two-way street <sighs> okay um a couple like there would be people who would send screen grabs of things on facebook and be like did you guys see this or what and i'm like no I didn't. I'm like, I didn't feel like I was missing anything usually. Yeah. It's, I'm going through a a little bit of this and it's very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was very interesting, but I did, I I don't know. I'm wondering if anyone else has had that experience where like Facebook starts like freaking out that you (laughs) haven't been checking. Well, then it was like, here, let me introduce you a, a new social media platform, Threads. Oh, yeah. Threads launched while I was away. Yeah. And I was like, no way. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it. You know what? You know what part of it is? Oh my God. I did not realize I was going to go on this tangent. Ride this wave, please. Here is, here is the wave. I just don't have that much to say. So like when you talk about being on Twitter, Facebook, Blue Sky, Instagram, Threads, TikTok, TikTok, like all of these things. I'm like, okay, I 
I do see some people posting literally the same thing to every social media platform. I think that's annoying. At the same time, come crafting posts and and missives for every single social media platform. It's like I'm just one person. <laughs> like I, I, there's not. I have. I also like have podcasts. Like I, I don't. I don't know. Does the world need that much of me? <laughs> I'm going to go out and and I say this respectfully. No, it doesn't need this much of any of us. And also, we don't need to be giving the world this much of ourselves. Not the world, but these fucking platforms. Yeah. So I'm not on Blue Sky. I'm not on Threads. Like, I, I barely post to Twitter anymore. I'm really only on Facebook for a few, like, groups that I'm in. And, Yeah. Instagram, I do post to um, a little bit more frequently, but these other things, I'm just like, I just, I, I, uh. (laughs) and I realize I sound really like old man yells at cloud, but I just, I can't, I can't. No, I mean, I agree with you. I, I did join threads. I didn't follow anybody, but I actually find threads really hard to digest visually. I don't know if that's just my brain, but I look at it and I'm like, I can't truly follow it. And it also just seems like a, you know, they slapped some like new paint on an old thing, which is fine. Oh. Like Twitter is is toxic. I don't go on Twitter, but yeah, yeah I mean, I really, <clears throat> I mean, you know this personally, and I've talked about this kind of, you know, sporadically on the show, but there's a lot of pressure professionally to be on social media for me as an author and even a podcaster. And, but I struggled with the ways in which it exacerbates a lot of my like mental biggest mental health issues. And so i often feel caught between feeling like I should be online mm-hmm. going online and then it making me not feel good and not mm-hmm. really knowing how to find strike a balance. Yeah. So I think that is what, that is what has like set off a lot of me doing a lot of this kind of reading. Um, I'll mention one more audio book that I'm listening to, which I'm not quite sure I'm into yet, but it is called Dopamine Nation, Finding Balance in the Age of Indulgence. Um, I'm I'm intrigued, you know, like I think dopamine has become like a buzzword in the last year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also do think like I have a very problematic relationship to scrolling and social media and my phone and mm-hmm. instant gratification and online shopping and all these things. Um, but what's fascinating, I'm not that far into the book, but the author talks about how she got addicted to like smutty romance novels. Okay. And I was kind of like, oh, this is like my passion. And she's talking about how bad it is. So I was a little bit like, I see what she, I see the point she's trying to make, but like, she also does a little bit of like, um, talking down about romance, which really bothers me. Oh, that's annoying. Um, not to say that like, it isn't like that you, there isn't this kind of behavior of like a, you know, dopamine fix through reading, but, um, I thought that was interesting. Anyway, I don't know. I, I did also just finish, the book Angelica Frankenstein Makes Her Match by Sally Ooh. Thorne. A wild read. Really? It's a romance. Um, Sally is the author of The Hating Game, um, a book that I have loved forever. She's a, a romance author who I really like. And this is her fourth book. And it's it's like a real risk of a book. Mm. She, I mean, because she is portraying a, f- a member of the Frankenstein family essentially creating from dead body parts their like dream partner. Oh. It's definitely it's it's weird. It doesn't always work, but I like really really admire the way that she takes a huge risk as an author and also the yeah. book to me ends up being really about grief. Like I I actually thought it was kind of a beautiful um book about grief and loss and like searching. Um, but it's definitely, you know, it's not for everybody, but I enjoyed it. Well, that's very cool. So that's where I'm at with my books. How about you? Are you reading anything? Well, I just finished a book by our friend Jacqueline Winspear. Oh my gosh. Past Forever 35 Guest. Past Forever 35 Guest. 
your muse. Author of the Maisie Dobbs series. She has written what I seems she seems to be positioning it as the first book in a new series. Mm. It's called the woman. No, sorry. It's called the white lady. It came out a few months ago. It came out in March, I believe. And it's the main character is a mysterious woman named Eleanor white, but it touches on a lot of the same themes as she touches on in Maisie Dobbs like a lot of like war trauma and PTSD. It takes place right after the second world war, but there is a lot of stuff um, that has to do with the first world war. It's told in two timelines. Um, and yeah, I liked it. Like I didn't, I, I don't want to say like, I loved it. It's a little slow and the central mystery this isn't really giving anything away because this happens in the first like 10 pages. Um, the central mystery is they're trying to figure out something that hasn't happened yet. So it feels a little like they're trying to stop a crime, which is a little bit different than solving a crime. I see what you're saying. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoyed it. If you like Maisie Dobbs, I think you'll like this book. I also read the Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story, which is the book that's based on the show Queen Charlotte instead of the other way around. Like Bridgerton, oh. the series is based on the Bridgerton series. But then Julia Quinn and Shonda Rhimes kind of like retconned this Queen Charlotte book. Um, which is interesting because, you know, the, the Bridgerton series kind of reinterprets Julia Quinn's books and like, it's a much more diverse cast and world. And they kind of, it's like a alternative history where members of the Royal family were black and like of the aristocracy. And so that is also the case in Queen Charlotte, the book. Which is kind of interesting. Um, it's just different than the rest of... It's not like a really a Bridgerton book. Have you watched Queen Charlotte on TV I yet? Not. I have that on my like to watch list. I'm very excited to watch it, but I haven't watched it yet. I wonder what um, I should do first. I think I would probably watch. Okay. Okay. I thought the book was good, but like darker than I was expecting. Ooh, okay. Because it's about the marriage of Charlotte and and King George, the the like mad quote unquote king, who you know suffered from mental illness and like possibly schizophrenia. Like they don't really know what was mm. wrong with him, and a lot of it is about their relationship and navigating a relationship where one member of the partnership is really struggling with mental illness. Yeah. So it was, it was definitely not like a light romp, <laughs> which is kind of what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. That's what I would have expected too. Okay. Fascinating. Yeah. I wonder if the series is, a light romp. I've heard it's great. I mean, I've heard the Queen Charlotte's great. I'm, I'm dying assume, to watch it. So. I mean, I would assume they touch on the same themes because yeah. the book is, ba is based on the show. So, yeah. Um, and then I did just get a copy and I'm excited to read this. I just got a copy of the new book by Ben McKenzie, a.k.a. Ryan on the oh. O.C., Oh he gosh. wrote a book on crypto called Easy Money. And, you know, he has been loud and proud about his his distaste for the crypto industry and like exposing it as a scam. And he wrote a book with a journalist named Jacob Silverman that is, you know, supposed to be exposing it. Um, and I just got it and I'm excited to read it. Ooh, Dory, that's a that's a hot get. Yeah. Do you have any shows that you're watching? Like, is there anything on TV that you are adding to the list? Okay. 
So, so on the plane home from Boston, I didn't have anything that I was reading. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to watch something on the seat back entertainment. I started watching the Whitney Houston movie, I Want to Dance with Somebody. Have you seen it? I haven't. It was good. About an hour and a half into it, I was like, oh, I still have like an hour and 15 minutes to go of this movie. And I'm kind of losing interest. <laughs> and like, You DNF'd, I'm, as we say I in the DNF'd, writing world. I dnf And I love Whitney Houston. Um, and, you know, I think her life story is fascinating. I, I found it a little bit slow, to be honest. And so then I was sort of like casting about for something else to watch. I watched an episode of Million Dollar Listing LA, which I enjoy, but it's also like the people are so gross that I was like, I can't take like more than <laughs> one episode of this show. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I need like a lighthearted comedy. So I was like, oh, they, they have ghosts on this airplane. The American I, version of the, American the British version, show. Yes. And I'd heard about this show when it first aired and thought, oh, that sounds fun. And just like never watched it. So I queued it up and it was exactly what I needed. It was perfect. It's light. It's light. It's 22 minutes each episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not perfect too long. Length. Perfect it's length. Funny. It has funny. It has Brandon Scott Jones, who I think is just oh, he's so, so funny. funny. Um, it's about a couple who inherit a an upstate New York mansion that is haunted by a motley crew of ghosts. And then the um, one of the people, the wife of the of the couple, has a near death experience, and from then on, she is able to communicate with the ghosts, and hilarity ensues, but also some like very poignant moments, and it's it's funny, it's sweet, it's charming. Did I mention it's short? <laughs> yeah, twenty two minutes. You did. <laughs> It's easy to follow. Easy I, to I, follow. I also watch ghosts. I like ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm like, why, why did no one tell me to just watch ghosts? It's like the perfect cozy show. Like, yes. Exactly. It's just, yeah. It's a it's great, I, you know, the, my kids are the ones who got me into it. So they were watching ghosts and then oh. I would just kind of like, like, like plop down. And then I was like, Oh, I also love ghosts. Yeah, now we and, all watch ghosts. And it's like a network sitcom. So it is mm-hmm. really appropriate for the entire family. Yeah. Um, so, and then I just kept watching it since I got home. <laughs> Doresha Freer, ghost stan, ghost fan. <laughs> Oh gosh. Um and what we do in the shadows came back. Are you caught up? I'm caught up. I am caught up. Are you caught up? Uh-huh. I watched the first two yeah. episodes. Mm-hmm. I I owe you credit for introducing me to that show and making you, me stick like, with it. It took you a while, but it took me a while. But now you get it. Now you get it. Oh, I get it and I love it. <laughs> I'm also um, are, working my way through the bear, Dory. I'm working my way through the bear. Okay. So I, I'm curious what you think of the bear. I, I like the bear and I think I watched five, five episodes of season one, like when it came out and then it was like so intense <laughs> and there was just so much shouting and like mm-hmm. intensity. And, and I was like, I'm not, I'm just not in the right headspace for this right now. Do you yeah, ever get that I, way with a show? Yes, I do. And I, I have not, like, people are bonkers for the bear. And I feel like I am, like, lukewarm for it. And I'll watch it mm. when I kind of, when the mood strikes. But I'm not, mm. I'm still, I'm actually, st- like, just finishing season one. Because I did the same thing where I, like, watched half of it. And then I was like, this, I'm tired. This, like, wears me out. So, I took a bear break. But now I'm back. Okay, okay. I'm dipping a toe. I'm going to probably, um watch and just like that because that has like the same kind of coziness to me as ghosts of just like Mm -hmm. mm -hmm, i can just curl up and just watch this Mm -hmm. and you know what can i give a shout out to a tv show that my husband worked on 
Please, Kate. Y'all, my husband works on the show The After Party, which you can find on Apple TV. And it is a murder mystery comedy show. And every episode is told in a different genre. Now that is a mouthful. But let me tell you, they pull it off so well in this second season. You don't really need to watch the first season, but the first season's also good. But you don't need to watch it to understand the second season. But it is such a funny show. And the genres they do this time, I just want to say that if you are a fan of the Pride and Prejudice movie, you are going to want to tune in. And they drop a lot of clues. It's very fun trying to solve the mystery of the show. It's Tiffany Haddish, Sam Richardson. And I just want to say... John Cho is in this season and he's so hot. I like don't know how to handle it. Like he's always hot, but he's like really hot on this show. Mm-hmm. It's a great cast. It's a great show. It's really funny. So if you want a kind of a funny, smart, weird show, might I suggest I mean, the after party? I, I, I really like the after party and that is reminding me that I need to catch up on it because I, I did really enjoy the episodes that I saw. It's very clever and very funny. It's very clever. It's very, very clever. And I will say like, you know, right now we, you know, this is very like Los Angeles, but it does impact the whole many people. There is a a writer strike for folks who are screenwriters and also SAG-AFTRA. So if you are an actor appearing in TV or film, you are, they're currently on strike, but there is no call to stop watching and consuming movies and TV. In fact, supporting and watching and like cheerleading for the people who make this stuff is really important. So I just want to note that because I do think that can be a little confusing. It's like, how do I support these people who are striking? Should I not like, should I not watch the things on these networks that they're negotiating with? And what I understand is that they would like you to watch. So yeah, I would Get say until until you hear otherwise. Yeah. Go see Barbie. Go see Oppenheimer. And oh, you know what a movie I want to see, Dory? Past what? Lives, which Sammy Ooh. Junio saw and they said it was great. Oh, okay. That's a good It's a romance. It's a romance. Okay. Okay. Um, Starring Greta Lee, who I love. All right, Kate, let's take another little break because we have been chatting for quite some time. We really have. Yeah. Kate, you know I've been getting into like the spring cleaning vibe. Yeah, you have really been kind of doing a refresh, if you will. I've been trying, but I gotta say, it's a lot more fun when you also get to do a little space refresh. Mm. So I'm talking like moving furniture around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We get a new piece here or there, swap out the blankets. Like I'm I'm almost ready for my cotton blanket instead of my wool blanket. Yes, the seasons are changing and so is your home. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And with Jenny Kane's Elevated Home Essentials, I can get exactly what I need to create the kind of place I frankly never want to leave. Jenny Kane Home is a California brand through and through and their interior pieces are instant classics. From their candle scents, I don't have to tell you how much I love the musk candle. And Kate, of course, is partial to the Montecito candle. Always and forever. Yeah. To their iconic furniture and the coziest pillows, think clean, effortless, and totally refined. Jenny Kane Home is all about the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless design. So you can curate a space that never goes out of style and always feels fresh as spring. Find the perfect way to refresh your space at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code F35 at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code F35. I like to care for my skin, duh. And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's also something that I do love to kind of like get into the research on. You do have a curious mind. Look, I have a curious mind. I can't help it. You do. <laughs> but today's sponsor, OneSkin, has made that easy because they do their own fantastic research for their products. In fact, their products are scientifically validated 
to improve your skin's health while targeting the root cause of aging. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. And they've got several studies to back it up. They also have an amazing new sunscreen. Ooh, our favorite. Our fave. It's the OS1 Shield Protect and Repair SPF 30 Plus. It's got the peptide. It's a mineral sunscreen. It's got antioxidants. It comes in tinted and untinted. I mean, like, what can't this thing do? I'm just saying. I love it. It's so easy to use. And I love that it's just like, and it feels so nice going on. But don't take my word. Don't take my word for it. OneSkin has over 4,000 five-star reviews and was recently recognized by Fast Company as one of the most innovative brands of 2024. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code FOREVER at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code FOREVER. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support your show and tell them we sent you. All right. All right. Let's eke out these intentions for the week here. Let's, let's, let's do that. Mine uh, is a bit of a cop out, Dory, but I'm going to stand by this, this cop out. Okay. I'm listening. My intention from last week was to write letters to my friends and I didn't do it, but I'm keeping this as my intention because it's important to me and I want to keep my focus on writing handwriting letters to my friends. So there you go. Okay. Okay. Um, well, Kate, I last week was going to figure out Matt's birthday. I still have not done that. And Matt, his birthday is, is rapidly approaching. So I really need to get on that. Um, and my intention for this week is to stop feeling lumpy. I've just been feeling like lumpy lately. Now, you used this word in a text message to me, and I said, is that a good feeling or a bad feeling? It's not a great feeling. Like, I just, I feel like a lump. Like, just like a blah, blah. Like, I'm I'm feeling, like, unmotivated and tired, and it's really hot Mm. outside. Mm -hmm. And You're getting over cold. I'm getting over cold. I think I have the summer blues. I think I have the summertime sadness. Summertime sadness. Title of this episode... Because it's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. So I the think summer I blues, sadness. summer blues are legit. It's the summer is the weirdest time of year. Yeah, it's very strange. <sighs> so I'm sorry you're feeling summertime sadness. Well, thank you, Kate. Now, Kate, this is the part of the show where we are going to thank our $10 a month Patreon supporters. If you would like your name read on our podcast each month as a thank you, visit patreon.com slash forever35. And again, this is a little bonus slash, you know, measure of gratitude for our $10 a month supporters. So thank you to the following people. Oh, and I should also mention, if we are mispronouncing your name, there is a way in Patreon to change um, your name in Patreon, and you can put in the pronunciation of your name so that oh, we know how to read it. I appreciate because that because mm. we're taking this. We're just taking this straight from Patreon. So I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. Please do not hesitate to correct us. All right. Thank you to the following people: Amanda Lady, Amanda Shearer, Amy Maseko, uh, Andrea Sepulveda, Angie James, Anne Tau. Tawarodum, Becky Hobbs Haler, Beth Brienne Macy, Caroline Cece Coco Bean, Courtney Gwynn, Diana, Diane M. Martin, Dr. Josie Alquist, E. Jackson, Elizabeth Anderson, Elizabeth Cleary, Elizabeth Holland, Emily Bruyer, Emily McIntyre, Evelyn Schmevelin, Hannah Moss, Heather Okenka, Heather S., JDK, Jennifer Barrett, Jennifer H.S., Jennifer Olson, Jennifer Steele, Jess Comden, Jessica Gale, Jillian Bowman, Joanna Stone, Josie Heisig, Julia Putt, Juliana Duppies, Juliana Duff, Julie McLaren, Kara Brugman, Karen Perelman, Kate M., 
Katherine Ellingson, Katie Quatrone, Kelly Dearborn, Carrie Gold, Kirsten Collins, Laura Haddon, Liz Rain, Marissa Morris, Monica. You forgot Lisa Travis. I forgot Lisa Travis? I think so. Okay. Just cutting in for a Lisa Travis shout out. Hey, Lisa Travis. Um, Monica, Nick, Nikki Bossert, Rachel Anderson, Sarah Egan, Stephanie Germana, Tara Todd, Tiffany, and Zulima Lundy. Wow. You nailed that. I was having a lot of anxiety about reading all the names, and you you took over and you handled it for me, and I appreciate that. Oh, well, you can read this last part, Kate. Well, first of all, we want to ex- re-extend our gratitude to those folks and also remind you that Forever 35 is hosted and produced by us, Dory Shafrir and Kate Spencer. It's produced and edited by Sam Junio. Sammy Reed is our project manager, and our network partner is Acast. And we thank you all for listening. Hope you have a great week. Bye.